This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's a Sunday kind of love and I'm Maya Tan. I hope you're having a good Sunday today. Last week, we debuted a short story by a fellow Malaysian writer, Fusik Han. And today, we're going to continue with the rest of the story. If you're just catching up here, the story is about a little dog named Gamju, which means sweet potato in Korean. Gamju's been a naughty boy and escapes from home after being chastised by his owner and stumbles upon something quite strange. Previously, on the spectacular adventures of Sweet Potato aka Gamju by Fu Sik Han. Like all Welsh corgis, Gamju was a connoisseur of rugs. They would never understand how much he loved that rug. It was only fair that the rug be given all the love it deserved. He stood up, shook his butt and lifted his right hind leg. He let the warmth strain out of him, smoothing its way into the rug. Gamju! Naughty boy! He jumped out the window and promptly got his butt stuck in the frame. Gamju's hind legs kicked and scratched the wall. He fell down onto the floor of the common walkway outside the apartment. Isn't there some regulation against pets in this condo? We complained so much about that gila fellow in our block and they just tell us, Dear paying tenant, what do you expect? The manko who smells like formaldehyde. I saw him again this morning. He was dressed in nothing but a loincloth. Aisha with the binoculars in block C. She says he's at the balcony every evening burning banana stalks, stark naked. And she swears he wears red body paint. <laughs> I hope it's red body paint. He peeked his head into the room. He couldn't quite see anything, and curiosity drove him to step all the way inside. Inside were various preserved things. A cobra, chicken eggs, a toad, and Gumju could hear someone making some monotonous yet rhythmic chanting. Gumju held his head high and prepared to stride out. There was no need to disturb the bad person inside, who must be a massive weirdo anyway. Gamju made each step with deliberate pomp until something changed. He hit something soft. And now on to part two. was a rug. No, it wasn't any rug. It was the rug. The same kind of rug as the one at home. It was even the same eggshell white. Well, this rug was stained with ash and potted spices that smelt of rice and lemongrass, and candles burned at each corner, but still. Rug! Gamju was impressed. The occupant might be absolutely crazy, but they sure did have great taste. That person was probably a good person too, despite all the flies and the bad interior decor and coconuts. Gamju rolled himself on it. It wasn't quite the same, just a little stiff, and some parts were a little brittle. But, wow, he loved that rug. And Gamju knew. He knew in the deepest corners of his little canine heart, the truest way to express love was 
to pee on it. So he lifted his hind leg. The bank transfer went through already. Ah, good, good. The ritual should end in an hour lah. And, uh, hey, Anjing! Gumju smiled. There was a strange pot-bellied man standing at the door with a phone in his hand, clad in just his underwear and a great deal of blood. Was he in awe of Gumju's simple, timeless, yet poignant demonstration of appreciation for the finer things in life? Of course he was! Uh, Tansri, I'll call you back. No, nothing, nothing. Definitely no anjing. <laughs> I'll call you back. The man did not look very happy. Uh-oh. He threw the phone away and pulled out, stuck in between his underwear and his right thigh, a piece of small rectangular metal. With a flick of his thumb, the metal piece opened out into two, revealing a razor. It glinted in the dark with a dull sheen. Where did you come from? The man yelled and ran towards Gumju. Gumju dashed off again, but before Gumju could hide, he felt himself slammed to the door as the man tackled him from behind. The man grabbed Gumju by the throat and faced him. He had blood all over his face and neck beard, and his teeth gleamed with menace. The clutch on Gumju was hard and strong, and Gumju tried to kick the man off, but his tiny stubbly legs found no purchase. When the man neared the razor towards Gumju's face, he stopped moving. In Gumju's world, every single day was an opportunity for treats and snuggles. His darkest moments were limited to being left all alone at home, or plastic clothes hangers being used on his butt. Here, in this black room, hidden from both Mummy Hyunseo and Opa Louie, Gumju learnt the definition of fear. Tell me, who sent you, huh? The man said between clenched teeth. I'll make you talk, one way or another. Gumju whined and shivered in response. Never mind. The man pressed harder onto Gumju's neck. Tansri HBL is going to build those condos and there's nothing anyone can do to stop it. I'll just withdraw this ritual and start a new one. And your blood will be useful. The cold wind swept across the room. The candle's light flickered as they were blown out one after another, leaving behind bitter scents. The flies stopped humming. Smoke emitting from the rug filled the room. Gamju gulped and the man looked around. deep feminine voice echoed through the dark room. Behind each word rang a tribal chorus. To hear it was to feel in one's heart the thunderous reverbs of a tropical monsoon. What the dood was that? We'll be back with more on Gumju's adventures on a Sunday kind of love in just a moment on BFM 
We're back on a Sunday kind of love. I'm Maya Tan. Now, if you've just tuned in, we're continuing with the spectacular adventures of Sweet Potato, aka Gamju. Now, don't worry if you missed part one. Catch up with the podcast on bfm.my. But for now, we continue with the spectacular adventures of Gamju by Fu Sik Han. Deep inside the fog, there emerged a lady, most horrible and beautiful and terrifying and exotic. Long hair draped over her dusky skin. She wore only the pelt of a black leopard over her body, and stood in the middle of the room before the pot-bellied man and Gamju. Who dares summon Sangadin? She who shakes the cores of the depths of the earth. She who stands upon the mountains and calls forth the rain. We are she of the deepest recesses of the rainforest. We are she who knows both the evil and wisdom of men. We are the tiger. She of the green eyes hidden in the smoke. We are the python. She of the fork. Slithering down, down the trees, none has ever known us yet. Called we are to this corrupted world of men. One truth we demand, and once more we ask: Who dares summon Sangade? The man loosened his grip, and Gamju took that opening to kick himself away. He scampered off. Rushing towards the table to hide under, the lady pointed a finger at him, and Gumju's legs became jelly. However scary the pot-bellied man was, something inside Gumju told him that this lady was infinitely worse. His newly learned recognition of fear was already taking effect. He marched, each step gingerly and stoic, until finally he was at her feet. She smelt of burnt honey and wet earth. Sangadin picked him up with one hand by the tummy and lifted him up high, as if inspecting a strange specimen. He was too frightened to think, so he retreated to his base instincts. He stuck his tongue out, tilted his head to the side, and smiled. You are not from here. She put on a wide grin, like a hyena spotting a grand, undisturbed kill, and sniffed at him. Perhaps it was you called for us, for everyone. She cradled him in one arm and let him lie on her chest. Her body was warm and made him feel like he was glowing. Gumju glanced back and noticed at the corner of the room, the pot-bellied man crawling away to the door. Little man, she declared. Do you believe Sangadin, Queen of Jinns, Consort of Sangalaraja, is unworthy of your respect? The door burst into flames, breaking and raining the man with burning shards. He cried and fell back, face towards Sangadin, on all fours as if in prayer. Forgive me, Ampon, Ampon," he said between sobs. "I, I am not worthy to be in your presence." I know you. She raised a hand, 
The table at the far end vibrated, and each jar burst apart, one after another. Chemical juices flowed and pooled onto the floor. Little man, you who called forth our children and siblings, and forced them to do your biddings, and now you dare ask us to bend to your will. What shall it be for? Just a humble servant, ampun, mighty lady," said the man. A puddle formed under his underwear. I only serve the wishes of others. I help my boss build some condos. Tuju, ampun, ya ampun. And we shall have those houses damned, she said. Tidak, ya ampun. Yes, she proclaimed. Thunder boomed across the room, and Gamju yelped, squeezing tighter in Sangadin's embrace. And now. Perhaps we should ask those who once served you to see you. Dozens of pale white arms shot out of the floor beneath the man. They grabbed onto his body with wild, primal abandon. Fingers poked into his eyes and he screamed, only to be silenced when hands grabbed onto his jaws and tongue, pulling him down to the earth. Weep and pray for your death while you still can. Hmm, <laughs> the story gets darker and darker. A Sunday kind of love returns in just a bit with more Gamju on BFM eighty nine point nine. It's a Sunday kind of love. I'm Maya Tan. Welcome back. We're continuing with the spectacular adventures of Sweet Potato, a little dog with huge adventures today. And now back to the story. Soon, the man himself had completely disappeared into the ground. Gumju put his paws over his eyes and whined hard and low. He felt himself lowered, and he jumped off as soon as she loosened her grip. She squatted and reached out a hand, and Gumju, recognizing all too well the gesture, licked her fingers. They tasted like the dying embers of a midnight bonfire by the sea. Foreign one, she said, tell us what is your greatest desire. Her voice was soft, but it sounded like a test. It was a test, right? Gumju wasn't sure. She smiled and nuzzled him under the neck. Ultimately, he just wanted to be a good boy and nothing else. That and being with Mummy Hyunsio and Opa Louie, even if they could now be stockpiling a great deal of plastic clothes hangers. Such pure wishes, said she. And she stood and pointed to the dark in the distance. From the fog rose a set of white doors, lit by the glow of an ephemeral moon. 
The doors parted, a great beast stretching its jaws. Go forth and sin no more. Gumju gave her a slow nod and waffled his butt over to the room behind the doors. The red tile wall inside was faded, but somehow it had a glazed shine. The same old tune played, though instead of piano ivories, it sounded like soft bronze echoes. He felt the room vibrate. Mr. Bring me a dream. Make him the cutest. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. The doors opened, and Gamju waddled out of the room into a familiar space. The air was cool under the hum of the AC. Running Man was on TV, and Mummy Hyunseo was sprinting towards him. There you are, Gamju! She cried. He pulled his ears back and stared back when her hands were on him. Ah, what's wrong, baby? She asked, and she shared his look of confusion. He licked her on the nose to disguise his unease. She laughed. <laughs> Gamju. And when she hugged him, Gamju glanced back to where he had come from. Instead of glowing metal doors, he saw the old familiar wooden entrance of his home. He made a questioning sound and looked over to the living room. A pale man in a trucker hat was sitting on the couch. A heavy rucksack by his side, with the Dallas Kuala Lumpur air luggage tags still attached. When he picked up a glass of yuzu tea, he used only fingers rather than his whole palm. Gamju paid little mind to him, instead focusing on what lay beneath his bare feet. The rug. Gamju kicked a little and Mummy Hyunseo let him down. He ran and jumped on his precious home decor, eager to let its ruggedness fill his entire existence. He hopped a few times, allowing the fabric tentacles to flop and drop, then stopped. He sniffed. He walked over from spot to spot with his head down. Everything was clean. It was the same rug, but it was not the same rug. Where was all the love that he had poured into the rug? It was as if someone took it, broke it into a million pieces, and reconstructed a new one in its place. And whoever did that had it cleaned. His love eradicated. Gamju was terrified. Nothing made sense anymore. Come on, uh, Gamju, go say hi to Eric. He could hear Mummy Hyunseo tell him, but he was too upset to think about smiling or shaking hands. I'll get you more ice, Eric. This country is just too hot. He listened to her feet, pit-pattering away to the kitchen, leaving him alone with Eric. That rug? Hm, an imposter. It dawned on him that he was living in a world where his favorite rug had stopped existing. He stretched out and whimpered in disappointment and confusion. Large, strong hands wrapped around his body from under his forelegs, lifting him gently with ease. Why, hello there, boy! Gumju's eyes grew wide as he swatted his forepaws forward, hitting the worn U.S. Marine Corps dog tags hanging around Eric's neck. He stared up at Eric's face. 
cold, sad eyes hid behind his blonde beard, and they pierced straight at Gamju. His expression was that of a man resigned to an unknown fate, dull but steeled from experience. Oh, there, there, now I know that look," Eric whispered. "You've seen things too, huh, boy?" Nobody ever spoke to Gamju the way he did, so Gamju nodded. "Be strong, boy. You hear?" Eric told him. "It only gets better. Everything will be all right." He was let down onto the couch. Usually, Gamju would hop off and go bother Mummy Hyunsio for treats. Instead, he trotted and spun around a few times, then laid his head on Eric's lap, letting a coarse hand pet him all over. Mummy Hyunsio came back with a bowl of ice. I just spoke to Louis. He's bringing home some nasty kalabu, so we can have dinner in half an hour. Okay? She said as she sat down beside Eric. And look at him. She pinched under Gamju's left ear. He's taken a liking to you so quickly. Good boy. Good boy. Well, he is a good boy. Eric agreed. Is Gamju good boy? Yes. No. Stop thinking thoughts. Check. And Gamju was content. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of sad to see the end of the story. Want more stories like this one? Email us at sundaykindalove at bfm.my. That's sundaykindalove, one word, at bfm.my. Tell us what you'd like to hear more of, and if you liked Fuse Khan's writing, please tell us too, and we'll pass the message on to him. If you missed part one of Gamju or any part of today's show, do check out the podcast on www.bfm.my. And before I go, I'm going to leave you with "Sweet Potato" by Gore Gore Girls from the album Get the Gore. This is Maya Tan signing off on a Sunday kind of love. Happy Sheepy New Year! Lots of love and warm wishes to you. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station.